0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. And happy Sunday morning, friends. We are live on this Sunday, February 11th. Pro-life leader Frank Pavone here. Welcome to our time of prayer and scripture together. I'll be able to see your comments as you leave them. You can be free as always to leave prayer intentions or any other reflections that you have. It is indeed great to be with you and thank you for helping us always to grow our online audience. More and more people joining us each day as we advocate for life, as we speak up for the most defenseless of our brothers and sisters, the children in the womb. And uh, Scripture certainly says a lot to us about our, our, our duty to defend them. And today's readings are no exception. I want to read the first reading and then the Gospel reading. Um, as you may know, you know, with these Sunday readings, the first reading during this ordinary season of the year, uh, the first reading is related to the Gospel reading. And uh, we'll see another example today of how that is the case. But that, that's true on all the Sundays during during ordinary time. So let's put ourselves in the Lord's presence now and seek His grace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, you taught us that when we come to pray before you, we need to be ready to forgive our brothers and sisters. You teach us in the Our Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And so coming to you now to ask for mercy, coming to you now to ask favor, we resolve to show favor to all our neighbors. Asking you to forgive us, we resolve to forgive one another. Asking you to help us, we resolve to help each other. Asking you to save us, we renew our commitment to save the most helpless among us, the unborn. Lord, drive away the ridiculous, senseless, needless, Confusion of our times and distraction with petty things drive away unnecessary divisions and rivalries. Unite us in your word, which now we ask you to help us understand more deeply, live more faithfully, and proclaim more effectively. Through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. All right. So I want to comment there, praying for all our, our MAGA Supporters and and President Trump, indeed, uh, we do that. And uh, you know, when we talk about the pro-life movement, those that are 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 concerned about the issue f- of pro-life, but may not be too involved in politics or elections, understand how crucial it is for our pro-life movement that we have these uh, these these political victories and MAGA victories are going to be the best way for us uh, this year to uh, advance the protection of the unborn. Okay, so a reading from the book of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, if someone has on his skin a scab or pustule or blotch, which appears to be the sore of leprosy, he shall be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of the priests among his descendants. If the man is leprous and unclean, the priest shall declare him unclean by reason of the sore on his head. The one who bears the sore of leprosy shall keep his garments rent and his head bare and shall muffle his beard. He shall cry out, Unclean! Unclean! As long as his sore is upon him, she shall declare himself unclean, since he is in fact unclean. He shall dwell apart, making his abode outside the camp. Word of the Lord. Thanks. Be to God. And our gospel reading today comes from the gospel according to Mark. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. Then, warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See to it that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, And people kept coming to Him from everywhere." Well, brothers and sisters, Jesus breaks down false barriers between people. This is a theme of the Gospels. This is a theme we see in His ministry. I want to trace some additional examples, but this Gospel is one of those examples. Notice the difference here. Between what the law prescribed, okay, the leper had to focus on the distinction between him and the rest of the people, unclean. And he had to to literally voice his identity as someone who was unclean as he walked around so that people would keep a distance from the leper. Now we can understand medical reasons for this, health reasons... But there's a deeper lesson. The attitude of the leper here who who approaches Jesus is so different and so much stronger. Instead of focusing on his identity as unclean, he goes to Jesus and says, You can reverse it, you can give me a new identity. You can make me clean. He he expresses this as a conviction, not as a maybe. He says to Jesus, if you wish, you can make me clean. That's the kind of confidence with which we go to God in prayer. Lord, we know you can do it. And Jesus says, of course I can and I will. The man is ready to break that false barrier He's ready to get his identity changed. He's ready to experience the power of Jesus that transforms. Isn't this yet another example of how it's erroneous just to think, oh, well, God loves us the way we are. He loved the leper the way he is. Did he leave him the way he was? This transforming of the leprosy symbolizes Jesus transforming us out of our sinful identity. We deal all the time, we minister, as you know, to those who have had abortions, and we always say to them, you are not your abortion. And you could fill in the blank with any other kind of sin. You are not your sin. Your sin is real, you have to admit it, learn from it, repent of it, but you are not your sin. You have an identity that transcends your sin. And in fact, we worship the one who said, not only in this gospel I do will it be made clean, but the one who says through the prophet Isaiah, Though your sins be like scarlet, they may become white as wool. Yes, wash yourselves clean, Isaiah the prophet said. And now we have the opportunity to do it because we have the living water that comes through Christ. Better yet, we have the blood of Christ, which when you go to the book of Revelation and you see that great crowd whose robes were washed in the blood of the Lamb, Robes washed in the blood of the Lamb don't turn out red, they turn out white. He cleanses us. That river is flowing today. The saving water, the saving blood. Go to Him and in a determined way, ask Him to change you. So many people don't change because they don't want to change or they don't believe that God can change them or they simply don't have the courage to ask because it's more comfortable to be dirty more comfortable and familiar to be a leper, more familiar territory to continue to wallow in sin than to boldly step into a new world and a new life that will be free of those attachments, those bad habits, those vices. It's that it takes courage to come out of Egypt. Remember the chosen people? It was so difficult for them during the journey at a certain point. They wanted to go back. Isn't it true with us? We want to go back to leprosy. We want to go back to being filthy just because it's more comfortable. But Jesus says, look, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Sure, there's a big change. But ultimately, my yoke, virtue of holiness, of living according to the law and love of God, is in fact, less of a burden than the life of vice. Remember what Dr. Martin Luther King said, Jr. said about hatred? He says, I, I, it's too big of a burden to bear. I don't want that. It's too much of a burden. Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And Jesus' burden includes breaking down the false barriers and seeing in every human being a brother, a sister, no matter what differences there are. Now, the same spirit that would impel us to oppose discrimination, racism, real racism, not racism just used as a label that you slap on anything you disagree with philosophically or politically. That's what the left does. We don't do that. When we say racism, we're talking about real racism. Why would we want to root that out? Because there's a false barrier between people. Oh, that person is less valuable because of the scol- color of their skin or because of some other quality. No, they're not. They're not less valuable. And Jesus breaks down false barriers. Let us use a few other examples here. Of course, the... Oh, we'll go ahead. And instead of just mentioning them, which I do in my, my teachings on Scripture and, uh, and pro-life, let me go to them. Matthew 19, starting with verse 13, "...the children were brought to Jesus, that He might lay His hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked the people. But Jesus said, Let the little children come to Me, and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven." And He laid His hands on them and went away. He laid His hands on them. Now, look at a few others mark chapter 2 uh, let's see starting with verse uh, 16 here uh, 15 as he reclined at table in his house many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with jesus and the disciples there were many who followed him and the scribes of the pharisees when they saw that he was eating with sinners and tax collectors said to His disciples, Why does He eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, He said to them, Those who are well do not need a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Matthew 20 has a moving story, starting in uh, verse 29. Let's see here. As they went out of Jericho, a great crowd followed Him. And behold, there were two blind men sitting by the roadside. And when they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them. Notice the false division that's being set up here. The crowd rebuked them, telling them to be silent. But they cried out all the louder. You see the spirit there, just like the spirit in the leper, He wasn't going to be content with going around yelling out unclean, unclean, reinforcing the barrier between him and the rest of the people. He decided to break through that barrier, relying not on his own power, but on the power of Jesus and says, you can make me clean. And so here, these men are blind and the crowd, not only do they have the burden of their blindness, they have the additional obstacle of the crowd rebuking them. Be quiet. Be quiet. Don't yell out to Jesus. But they know Jesus can heal them. And so they say, Lord, have mercy on us. They cried out all the more. This has to be a lesson. Because there will be not only our own being drawn by our own comfort to try to go back into leprosy and slavery in Egypt, it's also others who discourage us and will say, oh, No, 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 you, you, you can't change. Oh, you, you, you're better off in your old ways of sin. And sometimes it's not by words, it's just by the bad example that they give. But these men come against that. The crowd rebukes them, but look, they cry out all the more. When you see bad example around you, dragging you back into the comfortable life of sin, cry out louder all the more, Lord, you can make me clean. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, I want to see. So they cry out all the louder, Son of David, have mercy on us. And stopping, Jesus called them. See how Jesus breaks through the barriers? He says, bring the children to me. He touches the leper. And now he calls the blind men. And then he asks them, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, what a beautiful prayer this is. <laughs> Let our eyes be opened. That's that's the prayer, friends, for us. Isn't that the prayer for our whole society right now? Culture of death. Lord, let our eyes be opened. We're blind. We don't see the value of life. We don't even know the difference between life and death anymore. We don't know the difference between a a baby and and a blob of tissue. A man and a woman. Lord, let our eyes be open. If we start every day just with that prayer, you know, we wonder how do we pray for everybody? How do we pray for the world? How would we pray for society? There you go. You got it right there in that little one, one. One little verse. Lord, let our eyes be open. Isn't that a great prayer? Every day, just spread that prayer over the whole world. Spread that prayer over the White House, over to Congress, over the abortion mills, over the Planned Parenthood. Spread, Lord, let our eyes be open over the apathetic, do-nothing cowards, that are just just sitting at home, not doing anything, they don't want to fight, they're afraid over the voters that haven't voted in decades or maybe they've never even registered to vote. Lord, let our eyes be open. We have a society to change. We have a nation to save. We have a job to do. Do we not see it? And Jesus, in pity, touched their eyes. Notice the touching. He embraces the children, lays his hands on them. He touches the leper. He touches the blind men. In pity, touches their eyes. And immediately they recovered their sight, and they followed him. Jesus is breaking down the false barriers. Let's look at a couple of other examples. Oh, of course, John chapter 4. That Samaritan woman... This was an astonishment to the disciples because the Jews had nothing to do with the Samaritans and they weren't supposed to be talking to women in public. And Jesus breaks both of those barriers. And she, of course, comes to to ask for a a drink. And and, uh, Jesus has her for a drink and he says, you would be asking me if you knew who I was. But then after the whole story, verse 27 in John 4 says, Just then his disciples came back, and they marveled that he was talking with a woman. But no one said, What do you seek, or why are you talking with her? The woman herself was astonished. Jews have nothing to do with Samaritans, she had said earlier in the chapter. The Gentiles... Jesus said, Matthew 21, let's just look at this as a final example. Uh, Matthew 21, verse 41. Jesus says, well, they said to Jesus, uh, uh, yeah, no, Jesus said, Have you never read in the scriptures, the stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? The kingdom of God will be taken away from you, he's saying to the Jews, and will be given to a people producing its fruits. So the idea that the gospel then would spread to the Gentiles, it's got a lot of people angry. And St. Paul will later say, and this is from Galatians 3, there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave or free person, male or female, you are all one in Christ Jesus. Paul says that Christ Jesus is uniting the human family. Now we put up false barriers today against the unborn. One of the key barriers, and thank God now, it has been judicially removed, but in culture, it still needs to be removed, which is the distinction between the born and the unborn. Now, we're not saying there isn't a real difference. Obviously, there's a difference between a Jew and a Gentile. Most obviously, there's a difference between a man and a woman. Uh, Obviously, there's differences between the uh, saints and sinners. We're talking about false barriers. We're talking about barriers that consist of a judgment that the person is less valuable. That's the point. There's sure there's a difference between the born and the unborn, obviously. The unborn are living inside the womb. The born have come through the birth canal. But it's not a difference in value. That's the point. We, we erect these false distinctions. Ah, we well, don't have to pay attention to them because they are fill in the blank, whatever characteristic. No. Just as Paul says here, no, neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free nor male nor female. He could add born or unborn. That's applying the gospel to our day. Rich man and Lazarus. Why did the rich man go to hell? Not because he was rich, but because he ignored Lazarus. False barriers. Got to break them down, brothers and sisters. We have got to break them down. We break them down in our words, acknowledge the reality of the child. We break them down by our solidarity shown in action physically. We go to the places. On Wednesday when Lent begins, we have 40 days for life beginning. You know I was involved in getting that off the ground. And and you go to the places where the babies are being killed physically. physically break down the false barriers by looking at the ultrasound you know we just finished a, a meeting of national pro-life leaders right here in this room right here in these at this headquarters and one of our national leaders um, was Sherry richard pioneer in ultrasound technology back decades ago she was going around to school showing the showing the baby in the womb on ultrasound and she's got all these videos of children to her website by the way is unborn.com unborn.com did you see the videos of the children look at the under ultrasound and their mouths open oh it's a baby Now yeah, we all know that conceptually but knowing it conceptually is different from knowing it on a deep felt level with your knowing it with your eyes ah oh, it's a baby so Shari, it, it, you know, through, help people break the, the false barrier between born and unborn, this value judgment. Oh, that's not a person in there. Oh, that's not even a human being. That's the barrier that has got to be smashed. And Sherry helps help people do that by ultrasound and to this very day, she's training ultrasound technicians in how to reveal who that baby in the womb is. We break down the false barriers by the time and effort we give to defending the brothers and sisters of ours in the womb, treating them as they actually are, brothers and sisters equal to the rest of us. Amen. Father, we come before you uh, with a desire to come against The discrimination of our times. The most unjust form of discrimination is abortion. John Paul II said this in his Gospel of Life encyclical. Enable us, Lord, to end this evil, this scourge, this blindness. Lord, let our eyes be open. Lord, we pray for one another in all the prayer intentions that have been voiced today and those that remain in our hearts. We pray for the leaders who were here at Priests for Life over these last three days. And we pray that you will send your spirit upon the, the meetings that were held and the deliberations that were undertaken and that you will give fruitfulness to the work of our hands. Bless our upcoming elections. Bless our nation, remove confusion from the midst of the church, and enable us, Lord, to serve you more faithfully each day. We pray now in the words that Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death amen Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, we had a lot of pro-life leaders with us here the last few days, like I've told you, and there was one of them wanted to give a special message to you. You haven't seen this spot yet, so hang on for another moment or two, because one of our good friends who was here wanted you to see this special message of support. God bless your friends. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. Talk to you soon. Hello, this is Abby Johnson of Unplanned the Movie. You know me as a longtime supporter of Priest for Life and of Father Frank Pavone. And I just want to encourage you as someone who knows of the great work of this organization. Please continue to stand strong. Please continue to support this mission. It is so needed now more than ever. Thank you so much for all of your support. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.